This is Wilton Baseball Coach Jake Serrata, and you're listening to the Coach's Corner Podcast. Welcome to the Coach's Corner Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Snowbreaker. Thanks for listening. Today's episode is de- has been delayed, and this is an older episode. This is actually the episode for the first week of February. Um, I was out sick for a few days, and what, with postseason um, in full swing around that time, too, I didn't have time to get this episode out. However, we do have some coaches that... Uh, I'd like to uh, honor their time that they gave me and still release this despite uh, a little uh, on the untimely side. So thank you to the coaches that uh, uh, sat down with me that that week and also to you, the listener. It's been a, a good season. We're going to be wrapping up the podcast uh, here in the next weeks as uh, postseasons end and seasons uh, get wrapped up. With that said, on today's program are... Tipton Girls basketball coach Matt Bolger, Nottoway Valley Girls basketball coach Brian Eisbach, Wilton Girls basketball coach Jake Serrata, Tipton Boys basketball coach Brad Buckwald, and a two-part interview with Tipton wrestling coach Matt Nero. Thanks for joining me on the podcast here this week. Let's get started. Welcome back to the podcast. We're catching up with Tipton Girls basketball coach, Matt Bolger. Coach, welcome on. Thanks a lot. We are in that odd time between regular season and postseason. Um, we had two games since the last time we talked. One win, one loss, and um, now you're getting ready for the postseason. How are things going? Uh, I think the girls are really rounding into form. Obviously, we, you know, we have some difficulties here, some challenges, I guess I should say, just um, being down a very key member of our, you know, our starting group, but uh, Alex, Alex is taking that injury, I guess, in stride, you could say, and is really just focused on helping her teammates out, kind of how she can still. So she's been very vocal on the bench, and kind of asking questions and how she can help. And so um, I just I like the I like the vibe of the team right now. Just kind of like where we're at. Um, but we had a very successful week, and hopefully we can build on it here this Saturday. Let's start off our talk uh, today. You know, we ended the season at home. Um, that was kind of nice. We, we didn't have to travel and you can kind of, you know, shoot at your own rims. And the big picture, you know, we're, we're looking at postseason. And, you know, we're just building the confidence one one time, one game, one shot, whatever, you know. And, you know, we hosted West Branch, ranked number three in the state. Um, they got us way back in December. <laughs> it seems like forever ago, almost a season ago, really. Um, 52-22. They came in. They're still West Branch. 
and uh, we gave them a game. You know, it's like wash, wrench, repeat. We we say this every week. You know, this game was a smidge different, though, because, you know, we had it down to a seven-point game in the fourth quarter. Yeah, it was uh, it was quite a battle. I was very proud of the girls, um, just just how we fought. I think, you know, first quarter, it's not that we played poorly. We just didn't hit shots. We got down, I think, 16-5, to five, and it just, you know, other than that, you throw that quarter out. You know, which you don't do, obviously. But, I mean, the other three quarters together, I mean, we had, we beat them. We scored more than them. Um, I thought we just – we had a lot of chances. I guess they tried to deliver some knockout blows is how I look at it. We did not kind of succumb to it. And I think we would have earlier in the season. And so it was just nice. Uh, we, we stressed so often early on, you know, that snowball – snowball effect with us just one turnover became two or three and a two-point run became an eight-point run and that didn't happen this game and I think that shows the growth of the girls where they dug in um you know Nash hit some shots Liz banked in a three um we just stepped up we hit some big shots we did a great job on the boards again Uh, obviously they got a few more offensive boards than we would have liked but we were giving up size down low and we battled and I just thought I thought even though it was a loss we showed so many good things and just kind of the growth overall how this season has gone when you look at the score by quarter um and you see a 16 to 5 first quarter you're like oh because you, you know what the end of the score is so you know there's a lot that happened in the third second third and fourth and you know each team scored 13 in the second quarter um they outscored us in the third we made a lot of uh, strides in the second half including the 11 to 5 outscoring of them in the final quarter and turnovers we had five or less in the second half and you know those type of things help give you or put you in a position where you can uh, stay or even um, get close in a game yeah I think that was a big part of it and we talked after the first time we played them like our half I had said our half court defense was good what got us into trouble was just how we would turn the ball over against their press or just kind of lead to transition baskets or whatever so we had to take better care of the ball I mean, the best way to not have to deal with their press was to not let them score, and we did a lot better job of that this time. Um, I just thought we didn't let them set their press up as much because we defended well and we didn't let them get as many second-chance points, um, transition points. They still got a few, uh, but still less than the first time around. So just I thought we played a lot cleaner game and we competed. Um, it was just really refreshing to see that, you know, again, we just – we're not going to back down. We're not going to be bullied, and we can say it however many times we want to, but we definitely showed it Tuesday night, and that was great. Rachel Beerman with a double-double, 12 points, 12 rebounds. Allison Nash with 11. She was 3 from 5 from three-point line. We had five made threes, and those were all big. Um, Brennan Wilkins had three assists. Haley had Haley Stewart had two assists, as did Rachel. Um, you know, Liz Beerman had... Um, Eight rebounds. Carly had three. Carly also had three points, including a three and uh, stuff like that. So, you know, West Branch, you know, he's, they they made eleven of fourteen free throws. Now, a lot of that, you know, uh, Delaney Lexus, uh, six foot one, six foot two post player. She had eighteen points. Uh, you know, that's a tough matchup, just size wise, and she's a pretty good post player too. Yeah, she's come a long way. Like, I've been very impressed with her. I think she's as improved as anybody um, we might have in this conference just in terms of a post player. Uh, and and any time we face a big post, we're in trouble, and especially in a, with a team like that because you don't really have anybody you can really double off of very well just because how well they shoot the ball outside. Um, 
And so, yeah, she had a big game for them, and that hurt us for sure down low. But um, they kept battling. It wasn't as if she got a lot of uncontested offensive rebounds and shots. She just made some plays and finished some shots. But we were right there with her. We just didn't quite have the size. But um, overall, just a, a really impressive battle by our girls. I think this next stat line is kind of where, um, you know, I'm going to remember this year is, you know, in addition to the, hey, we're not going to take it, you know, like the, like the song, you know, it's like we're not going to take it anymore. Um, Sasha Koenig, 16 points, um, 5 of 18 shooting, 2 of 10 from the three-point line. Now, some of that was just, you know, naturally missing a shot. But, you know, I like to think that, you know, we made her work for her shots. And when we can do that, you know, that just reinforces, you know, the defensive philosophy you guys have adopted. I'm not adopted, but um, had here. Yeah, and, I mean, we've talked about Allie Nash week in and week out, I feel like, lately, especially after Christmas. And, again, uh, she she does make somebody work. And um, I thought, you know, Kenny's just such a good player. You're not going to shut her out. You're not going to keep her in single digits probably unless she, you know, kind of helps you with that, maybe gets in foul trouble and isn't on the floor as much. But she – um, she was frustrated, I think. And I remember playing second half where she went up to shoot and Nash actually blocked her shot, which I, I mean, even though Koenig isn't real big, I have not seen her get a lot of shots blocked. And I don't know. It was just, it's, it's been nice to see Allie's growth. And I talked to her after that game and said something about, you know, you're being noticed with how you're defending. And, you know, and I said, I would have never guessed that before the start of the season. She said, yeah, I never would have guessed it would have gone this well either. So I think a lot of that is just the confidence thing figuring out how to use somebody and utilize their strengths and, you know, really her buying into it. Like, you know what, being a defensive stopper isn't bad. So, yeah, she's she's come so far, and it's, it's just always nice knowing, hey, we got one girl we know can maybe not lock somebody down, but definitely can pester the other team's best player and make them have, have to work for their points. You know, we went over to um, the next game. Uh, we hosted Comanche on Tuesday. Um, we picked up a 49-18 victory. And back-to-back games with 35-plus points without senior Alex Hoffman, uh, I'll take that every day of the week. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, I definitely, even going into the season, it's like, man, I think offensively we're going to be just, it's just going to be tougher, you know, tougher side of the ball to put points up or whatever. And then, yeah, losing Alex, who is a huge part, not just, shooting and scoring, but passing, bringing the ball up the floor definitely was a concern. Um, but, yeah, the girls, they're just more comfortable now in what we're trying to do, sharing the ball, passing, knowing who to look for, where to look for them at. Carly obviously had a big game, came out and hit a, like four threes right off the bat. And it was just, I don't know, it was one of those games It was I was worried going in just because it was 24 hours after the West Branch game, and we obviously put a lot of hearts and a lot of focus into that West Branch game, and then to bounce back and try to play with that same emotion is always tricky and they came in out and hit their first two shots and then we just kind of put the put the clamps on them because I think they went about 14 game minutes then without another basket so it was really nice on the defensive end then we hit a couple shots and pretty soon we were just all playing the ball was moving and the ball was going to the basket so it was beautiful basketball there for a while you know Oftentimes you get to this part of the season and you see athletes, uh, I wouldn't say pack it in, but, you know, they can read what their record is, what they've done, all that stuff. And, you know, at some point every athlete will ask, what's my good enough? You know, is it good enough just to play 
X amount of season games or whatever. And I think you guys has the have even. I mean, you could make a case that you know our girls were going into the postseason six and thirteen. They want to play as long as possible, and you know, a game like this, I think you know we we needed someone to score, and Carly went off on a, a three point tear, and you know, it just like you've said in past podcasts, you know, it's like one we just need one to fall, and it's simple, but yet sometimes it's eluded us, and then the effect of that is is crazy to me. I I, I haven't seen something like that for a while. Yeah, it's a it's a tricky balance there because it's great when it's going well um, because we just all seem to play looser and that basket seems bigger or whatever. We're more confident shooting when somebody hits one. But then on the flip side of that, when we are struggling to score, it just seems to compound itself. I can think of the Wilton game where we couldn't hit a shot outside. Um, so so it's tricky. It's a tricky balance there. But I think the girls have become more confident with it, more comfortable. I mean, there's not a lot of hesitation now in terms of if I'm open, I'm going to shoot it, which is great because we were trying for I don't know how long to get them to be comfortable and realize, hey, a good shot is a good shot. You know, uh, you're not going to come out if it's if it's a shot we need you to take. You need to take it because the more we the more we pass up good shots and throw it around, the more chance that we're going to turn it over or something bad's going to happen. So I think the girls are just again just that comfort level. That's that's the hard part with this season. I feel like is just. It took us until you know Christmas break or whatever just to get comfortable in what we were trying to do, and these last two months or month and a half really is kind of just a just a I don't know. It's a sign of I think how we can play, and I would love to be able to replay that first two months just because if we had this comfort level early, I would just I would love to see how how the season would have gone. But that's not the way it works, and we're gonna hopefully keep this thing going as long as we can. Carla Langberg had 16 points. Uh career season high you know Rachel Beerman 11 points 18 rebounds uh you know Rachel just keeps plugging along and um, I'm hoping that she gets some postseason honors that she deserves Carly had eight rebounds um Liz Beerman had five rebounds Taylor Wendell had a couple threes shot six of 17 from the three-point line led 27 to 7 at halftime outscored him 14 to 5 in the third eight to six in the final quarter you know, last week uh, when you were talking, I'm sorry, when you were uh, talking uh, pregame comments for the Tiger Cast, you were saying how you know they shoot so much percent of their shots are three points, and I'm like, uh, okay, you know, I mean, I haven't seen Comanche girls play. I'm like, uh, we'll see. Sure enough, coach, you know, they were 7 of 34 from the field, and of their 34 shots, 25 was three pointers. You were spot on. I'm sorry for doubting you. <laughs> Yeah, it's a it's a unique unique style. Like they're they hang out, all of them hang out out there. And if you are not within two or three feet of them, they let it go. And you know they probably are very similar to us. And they need they need confidence and the shots to fall. And we were, you know, we were fortunate they weren't falling for them. And a part of that I think was our defense. I thought we did a good job closing out. We closed out hard. Uh, but then, you know, the flip side of that is. All those misses led to a lot of good rebound opportunities for us, and we crashed the boards like crazy on the other end. I think we wound up with, I don't know, mid-20s for offensive rebounds, and it was that was a huge part of our game. I don't know how many second-chance points we had, but it was a lot. And it was, I don't know, it was just nice to see. It was kind of a, uh, a game of two very different styles there, and thankfully ours won out last uh, Tuesday night. 
That takes us to the postseason. Solon is the opponent, 12th-ranked team in Class 3A, 7 o'clock. Uh, as of now, I should say, maybe maybe by the time this is <laughs> uh, right. um, people are listening to this, maybe it's moved up or whatever. There's some weather coming in, I guess. But it's going to be kind of hard because district wrestling is at Solon, so I don't know how, how that works. But um, regardless, uh, we, have one, we have one more game left to play, and uh, we're hoping for two. Yeah, uh, Solon is—they're a very solid team. They've had a very, very, um, very big turnaround here the last couple of years. Um, Coach Smith came in a few years ago, kind of slowly put things together and just how he wanted to do things. Um, this year, things kind of took off for him. It helped. They had a freshman, freshman who had some D1 offers, so a very good shooter. Her being available for them obviously made a big difference. But uh, they're very solid. They. So Comanche-type style, just a little bit more effective. They love the three. They're really going to jack a lot of them up. Um, they are able to drive. Like they, They're very athletic. They're long. Uh, defensively, play, play some pressure. They're going to put a lot of pressure on you, play either man-to-man, or they'll do kind of a one-three-one. And so the good news is these are not things we're unaccustomed to. Um, they remind me quite a bit of West Branch, especially with the – you know, the point guard kind of running the show and being a very good shooter and distributor. Um, I just think, I think we're battle-tested, obviously. And so that's why I go in with some confidence knowing, you know, there's not really anything we haven't seen this year already. We've we've run into every kind of style and every kind of different, a bunch of good teams. So um, I think if, if there's ever a time that we're ready for a battle like this, it will be this year. You're talking about freshman Callie Levin. Um, you know, she averages 19 a game, but then it drops down to 10. She, well, they almost essentially have three double-digit scores in a way. Um, but, you know, you can I, – I would think, uh, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see how that goes. You know, they average 56 points a game, and their last five games they've hit uh, 50 or more. But, you know, they've had – three really well four really close games you know four games within 10 points to different teams really you know Mount Vernon at Makokita home against Beckman home against Benton so I mean they've had close games at home does that mean anything going into the postseason here I mean I I would say they are they've had success this year but they're still not um it's still kind of a new thing for them just because of kind of their past couple of years. And so they have heard all about, you know, how dominant the Solon teams were in the 90s and everything. But there's been quite a drought here of late. And so I think, I don't know, I, I think when it's tradition that you're trying to revive or whatever, winning's hard, you know, and I think they're finding that out. And when you watch them play on film, like, they'll get a good spurt going, hit a few threes or whatever, go on a little run. And then – a minute later, the other team's going on a six or eight point run. I think just because it's that, uh, maybe maybe they don't have that killer instinct yet. I guess is what I'm getting at. Just because they're they're not used to doing it. So yeah, I mean I think that gives us a lot of hope. Me being familiar with a lot of the Womack teams and the coaches, I think. <laughs> excuse me, that you know that's a good thing. I've talked to a couple of them, so I have a pretty good idea kind of what you know what they try to do, um, what other teams have done against them. Their assistant is one of my old players, and I've kept up with her this year. And um, I, I don't know. I've seen Solon play quite a few times, and like I said, it's nothing we haven't seen before. We're just going to have to really 
Um, they're going to try to spread us out a lot and drive and kick and score from the outside, and we just have to do a really solid job on the defensive end and then take care of the ball on the other end. You get a sense the girls are pretty excited uh, to get to the postseason. You know, you guys have 19 games in, Coach, and, you know, hats off to you guys for 19 games. You know, we we started the season back uh, late October, you know, and they were still trying to figure out if we could even get to Christmas. Yeah, it's, it's true. And we had, you know, a minor hiccup here and there, I guess, a minor hiccup right now with me not being able to be there. But, I mean, it. yeah, the girls have been very diligent about wanting to have a season, wanting to keep playing. And so I think they've taken that seriously and taken care of business, you know, health-wise and everything. And, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm excited in the fact that here's the deal. We are 6-13 and 13 or whatever we are, not a going record by any means. And like you said earlier, a lot of teams kind of can pack it in at this stage. I think we're – like I feel like we're more competitive, more – have just as much desire now as we have at any point in the season. And I think that's a credit to our seniors – they want to keep playing, but it's also a credit just to kind of how they see this thing turn and want to be a part of it. And so um, I'm just excited for them to get a chance to play. I really, really wish I could be there, obviously, but um, I I like the way – I like where we're at right now, and I kind of – the matchup to me is about as good as we could have hoped for given our record. I'm, I'm anxious to see how we match up with Solon. A time passed – Solon and Tipton were conference foes. Um, you know, as far I'm pretty sure I'm right on this. I, I could be wrong, but the last time Tipton played at Solon, um, you know, in that gym, I should say, it was 2009. Um, they beat Minneapolis by two points to advance to the state tournament in 2009. And, uh, you know, there's been some big games over the years with Tipton and Solon just in general. Um, the boys uh, snapped a uh, Solon boys' long winning streak back in the um, about that time too, 2008, 2009, give or take. Uh, Matt Leeson was uh, one of the star back then, and uh, you know it's it's I'm I'm excited to have a close game, but not close like having assumption because <laughs> that's always seems to right. be our path, you know. And it's exciting to play a new team, but yet one that you know we know how to get to Solon, you know. <laughs> I think I think it's always nice when you don't draw a conference team in the postseason just to get a little I don't know a little I think it's a good sign of how good our conference is you know uh, is the RBC as good as the WAMAC uh, does it prepare us as well given our record because a lot of times records don't translate from one conference to the other just because you kind of wonder and you start watching film and you're like well that team you know that team's comparable to this team in our conference and they played them to this and so. I just like that we get a chance to kind of experience somebody different. Um, and you're right, not an assumption, so we didn't have to go east there. Um, it's just, just kind of good to, to see how we match up with somebody local and an up-and-coming team. So we kind of see, all right, this team made a big jump this year. Where do we compare with them? And can we make a jump like that here in the near future too? So a lot of excitement, a lot of good, uh, a lot of good things going on, and I can't wait for Saturday to be here. Coach, we'll catch up next week. We'll find out how we did. Um, some people may listen to this uh, after the fact, maybe sometime this weekend or whatever. So I know you guys have had uh, um, a lot of fans behind you this season. It's been a, a fun trip. You know, the crowds have uh, steadily gotten larger for the girls' games. So I know there's some excited people out there, whether or not they make get over a Solon or not. Good luck. Go again. Thank you.
Welcome back to the podcast. We're catching up with Nottaway Valley girls basketball coach Brian Eisbach. Coach, welcome on. Morning. Thanks for having me, Ryan. You guys are in preparations for the postseason, but before we get into that, you guys had a big one against Lennox um, to end the regular season. Uh, you guys got that game 54 52 at Lennox. How are things going? Going well. Um, yeah, we had a, a nail biter. Um, we were down at halftime, I think, for the first time all season. Um, we got down by 11 in the third, and, and just it was one of those almost bizarro, nothing going right, get a turn, get a you know, force a turnover, but then turn it right back over, or or you know, get a stop and then do something silly and, and give up the momentum right back to them. But they're a very good team, and uh, it was the first first game all year we were out rebounded. We were out rebounded by one, and and that was something that uh, obviously we've discussed since, but. It was, at the same time, it was a good a good experience for our kids, um, you know, to uh, to have that adversity, um, fight through it, find a way. And and although it was um, not an exciting or, or not, I shouldn't say exciting, it wasn't a very happy win um, because we knew we could have done better. You know, we're not having the conversation about how it was a good loss, and uh, we took a lot away from it. Yeah, you know, it's one of those things from here out, and even you make argument all season, you know. You need to be one point better than the other team and stuff, you know. Um, that's all that's going to get you where you want to go, and we'll get in that here in a second. But, you know, Maddox had 32, Lexi Shike had 10, Corinne Bond had 8 and 7 rebounds, Macy Coons had 7 rebounds and 3 assists. Um, so, you know, you had some normal statistics coming from here. But one thing I noticed was just the tournament atmosphere, it looked like. Um, you know, I'm not sure protocols or whatnot or, you know, it varies from schools over here even by even the county we're in almost. Um, but, you know, Lennox was packed out. And, you know, last home game, I, I didn't catch it a senior night or not. But, you know, you guys had uh, um, a nice progression in the postseason, I think. You know, you guys have uh, – um, started to you, you turn the corner to those preps in a in a, a subtle way a few weeks ago and you know you got your 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 horses is how I kind of refer to it as you know um you know deep in, deeper into games and you know this is kind of one of those moments where it's like your preparation kind of got an early payoff in a way I think so and and it really was an atmosphere uh very similar to postseason um you know it was we had to remind the kids after the game that, you know, it really did not matter, win or lose, as far as the postseason goes. Um, you know, the brackets had already been set. You know, the rankings are already, they were what they were. Um, I mean, basically, we were pre- playing for pride and playing to, to work on us. Um, at the same time, uh, Lennox came out, you know, fired up. Like, they had something to prove. They're our second, you know, second place team in our conference. And, and right behind us, and uh, the first time we played them was kind of a rock fight, and it was a back and forth until we uh, got a little bit of a comfortable lead at the end. But um, at the same time, you know, it was a uh, uh, it was a really neat experience after the game. Uh, walked over and congratulated Coach Cox on a great game and a great season, and uh, actually uh, had a chance to talk to his players quick as some of our seniors came over to kind of hug their seniors because I mean they've battled they've battled it out in all sports for several years now not just in high school and it was a really special moment you know you're supposed to just do the post-game wave and and you know stay socially distant and stuff but 
our kids and their kids came together at midcourt and, and kind of hugged it out and you know we wished them luck there in 1a and would love to see them do some damage and make a run and, and and they feel the same way about us so that was a really neat experience and and it speaks a lot about um you know the the whole spirit of competition and what it really is all about Lennox, the state ranked team, team in their own right class 1a number 11 and you know Part of that, part of that emotion and that hug stuff, you know, was hey, we got through a season. You guys each have twenty victories. I'm sorry, not twenty victories. Sorry, you guys each had twenty games. You guys have twenty victories. Um, but just you know, that common shared accomplishment. You know, no, uh, there was a lot of talk last October and stuff. Was like, how are we ever going to make it to Christmas? Let alone get a full right. season. And hats off to you guys, Lennox, and whoever you guys have played. You know, um, you guys took care of yourselves and you know and that stuff's going on um now as you go to the postseason and well just life in general you know but i mean there's something to be said about you know there's teams on this side of the state that you know they're sitting at like 15 or 16 games you know they've, yeah, they've had that. some things and there's only one one team in our conference uh wilton uh coach Serrata's on the podcast you know they're they're the only team in our conference that had all 21 games so you know hats off to you guys well, I appreciate that, and I mean, really, it's half off, hats off to our kids. I mean, it's really tough to tell kids to not be kids and, and not, you know, hang out with their friends and go do things, and and it is, it's a very weird uh, time, um, one that I hope we all can look back on at some point and uh, maybe not laugh, but appreciate what we learned from it, but we have really stressed trying to, you know, we always stress, you know, nutrition and rest and, and plenty of water and fluids and and we lift a few times a week as a team, and, and, you know, that's a big part of it too. But it is, it, and we've tried to, you know, it's not lost on us coaches and, and our team and, and the parents that, you know, again, we didn't have any spring sports. You know, we had summer sports that was very different, and, and then we kind of eased back in with volleyball and fall sports. And, you know, everybody wondered and patiently awaited the conference call before the season started on what, um, you know, what things were going to look like. and. You know, some referees are wearing masks the whole game. Some aren't. Um, some teams are wearing masks during games. Most aren't, but you know, we wear them at practice every day. And whether they work or not, that's a whole totally different conversation. But our kids have really been, um, and I'm knocking on wood because you know, obviously, we want to keep it rolling. But kids are very uh, resilient, and and sometimes kids don't get enough credit for taking care of business and doing what they need to and, and you know fortunately for us we've got a really good group of kids that kind of hold each other accountable and in a positive way and and uh we'll just continue to try to try to stay in the game as long as we can you guys have earned uh one of top excuse me one of eight of the top seeds going into the regional turn, tournament um you guys are waiting to see um who you play <laughs> ikm manning and uh, east sac county is uh probably uh um, who you guys are looking at as far as well? Who's going to come in? You know, IKM won the state title back in 2009. You know, they've kind of had some power, like name recognition. Hall of Fame coach, absolutely. Um, so, you know, the Pride of Iowa has some teams playing tonight. You guys have four games: Southeast Warren's playing Orient Maxburg, uh, Bedford's at Stanton, Lennox. Uh, the team you guys beat is in action. Uh, Southwest Valley, Wayne hosts Twin Cedars. So, you know. Are you guys kind of in, I mean, there's something special about the postseason, and there's also something special about girls' basketball postseason. I mean, is the team starting to kind of 
absorb that. You know, I mean, you guys had a good run last year. Um, you guys have some experience in you, and you know, you have a point of reference going into this postseason. I would think. We do, we do, and you know, we we lost in the regional semifinal last year, and and our managers are very meticulous and do a really good job. And every day they have that score. We have a little portable scoreboard we take with us to wherever we're practicing, and. We have the final score of that game uh, up every day at the beginning of practice just as a subtle reminder, um, you know, of what we failed to accomplish last year. And that's honestly, that is the message to these kids, to our kids. I mean, we had Channel 8 out of Des Moines do a Zoom call with our team yesterday. We had Channel 13 come down this morning for practice. And, you know, that's great. It, it, it is. It's a, it's, a, it's a reflection of um, our community reaching out to these these television stations, you know, saying, hey, you need to cover our team. They're fun. They're, they're exciting to watch. They're 20-0. And, and it was awesome for the kids to see, you know, those that they chose to interview and get get that opportunity and stuff. But, you know, as coaches, the message, obviously, to to our team is that was last week. You know, 20-0 and ended Friday night at Lenox. Um, it's a one-game season now. Uh, every possession, take one at a, one possession at a time, one practice at a time. And, and you know, now it's that whole uh, balance of we have over a week off before we play. You know, trying to make practices game-like and, and tougher than games so that we're ready to go when we play Tuesday. And, and you know, we've been, a, we've been an up-and-down team at times during the season, even in games that we've won um, or all the games that we've won. I mean, there's been a quarter where we had a lull or a half where we had a lull or where we didn't come out and, and play a full four quarters, which I guess to me is good news too because we don't feel like we've played a complete full game yet, which means we still have room for improvement. And I, I, obviously you always do, but I think we're in a good place. I think uh, – you know, it'll be nice. We're going to go watch Saturday, and, and uh, or at least a lot of our players are planning to go. Um, you know, we've we've got a lot of film on both of those teams, and, and both will be a very good opponent. Um, you know, it is nothing is given in the postseason. Everything is earned, and our kids know that. And, uh, you know, the other thing, too, is you look at a lot of, like you hit on with IKM Manning, and there's a lot of teams in our bracket uh, that have been to state, and there's a lot of teams in our bracket that have won state, and we haven't. You know, as a program, we've never been there, and there's a lot to be said for these programs. You got like Trainer. You know, we played last year in the second round that they had won state the year before and graduated the bulk of their talent. And you knew darn well that those kids that you were playing now that were there and a part of it the year before had experienced winning. And and there's a lot to be said for that. And so we kind of, you know, we're trying to still instill in our kids that you know you still have to have that chip on your shoulder you had all year, and and now it's one game at a time, and it's win or go home. Yeah, you know, that balance between letting them be excited versus focus, specifically focus for games. Coach, you're earning your money from here out, you know. You don't get bonus pay. Right. Well, that's that's funny because I think probably uh, Mandy, my wife, has probably spent every dime that the school would pay me to coach on the kids <laughs> or the program in one way or the other. We wouldn't have it any other way. But, yeah, it is. It's, uh, it, it's interesting. Um going you know this is my third year and and the last two years we lost in the regional semifinal and we've not even played our second round game yet and the hoopla that surrounds your squad with being 20 and 0 and you know the Des Moines stations wanting to do stories on us or the kids and it's a really neat experience and as a coach and as a dad you know I, I know that's something these kids will never forget no matter what happens next week um but obviously, you know, that mindset has to remain of, you know, we still, we're not done yet. And we've got to continue to focus up. And, and it's 
take care of business because just like Lennox showed us last Friday night or reminded us, you know, if you don't play your best, um, you know, it's usually in the postseason, it's usually the team that makes the fewest mistakes. And, you know, that's that's the message. We just got to keep our kids sharp and keep them moving. And and uh, we'll see, we await to see uh, who we're going to play next Tuesday. What are some of the keys to a postseason run for Nottoway Valley? Other than staying healthy, uh, you know, we've said it all along. Uh, the little things matter. The details matter. Um, we had a lull in practice yesterday morning, I felt. And, um, you know, I, I reminded the kids that, I, you know, I'm not ready to play in a banquet. Um, I love banquets. They're a great way to recognize your kids and, and share the successes and and everything that comes with it with their parents and the rest of their teammates and their teammates' parents. I'm not ready for that. We're not ready to say goodbye to our three seniors. It was really, really hell last year saying bye to the five that we had. Um, they all were special in their own way to this program. And, you know, we, we know we can, we know we can make a run. Um, you know, we got to win three games to get there. Are they all winnable games? Absolutely they are. But at the same time, if we don't put four quarters together and, and keep the hammer down, you know, we could beat ourselves, and, and that would be the worst. That's the thing. We don't want that feeling after after a game knowing we could have done better and we left something on the table. If we do, do everything we possibly can to win and, and do the little things really, really well and we get beat, we can't hang our heads, you know, and that's that's obviously the message moving forward. Coach, good luck as you enter the postseason play. It's been fun to have you on the podcast all year. Look forward to uh, hopefully a couple more weeks, and um, good luck. Go get them. Thank you for all your coverage and uh, to those in Eastern Iowa that are listening and uh, and those that are back home here listening, we appreciate it. And uh, Wolverines by a million. Back to the Coach Carter Podcast. We're catching up with Wilton girls basketball coach Jake Serrata. Coach, welcome on. Thank you. Have some games to talk about. Two wins, two losses, all but one on the road. How are things going? Oh, I don't know. We're just coming off a very tough stretch of games here. You know, we've played a lot of the, the ranked teams in the conference here. We've had a lot of them, you know, right in a row here. It's just a tough stretch and a tough conference. But, you know, we're fortunate to, to go two and two in our last four games. You know, happy to get our 10th win right now and happy with where we're at. You guys started out this stretch of four games uh, at Durant's. And it was a makeup because you guys got uh, um, some weather. Um, everyone pretty much was canceled last Tuesday. You guys played Wednesday, 52-43 victory, and you guys sweep the season series over the Wildcats. Yeah, it was good to you know to get that win at Durant. Um, always close games there when you play the rival team like that. It's just a, it's a battle back and forth, been a couple lead at times, and then they would come back on us and we held our own. Um, won the battle on the rebounds, and um, ultimately won the game. Um, Kelsey had a great game, uh, scoring 22 points. Uh, Ella contributed, I believe, 17, and Peyton had 10. Um, five critical ones down the stretch there. And um, I thought our, our team really stepped up when Durant made a run with us, kind of down before, with about three minutes to go, and then we um, responded nicely to, to get the win. 
both Ella and Kelsey each had double doubles that night. You guys led 35-25 at halftime, and you know you outscored them in three of the four quarters. And even in the one you didn't get out that you didn't outscore them, it was pretty close. Yeah, it was, it was a, a balanced attack for us that night, and all around very pleased with how we played the game. It's a you know tough environment over there. Um, even when one team is on paper a better team, it's uh, it's always close games no matter the score when you play Durant. And you know they, I think they play better at home than the road. You know they're pesky on the road, but they just play better. Even if they don't win, they're just tough. Um, in at least the last couple of years, they've they've just been peskier <laughs> on the on at home. You know they uh, had ten steals, you had fifteen. You know they had sixteen turnovers, you guys didn't. Um, you out rebounded them by twelve. You guys shot better. I uh, had more made three uh, field goals, and yeah, you know he made four three pointers. He said uh, Peyton had two of those, and. Yeah, good win. So, South Division win, getting 10 wins on the week is pretty good, too. We'll get in that after we get through these. You guys went to West Branch on Saturday, another game that was, um, I think that was postponed because of them, if I remember right, right? No, we played them we'll on Friday night. It was, um, that was when, yeah, we were supposed to play them that Friday, but, it's um, yeah, it was, uh, you know, a tough game on the road at West Branch. That's another place that's tough to play. Uh, just a different gym, different setting. Um, and, you know, they're number two or number three in the state. They're obviously a very good basketball team. And when they're hot from the outside, they're as good a team as there is around. Um, they have a lot of balance in their lineup and um, a good big girl in the middle. So they have a very nice team. And uh, we kind of ran into a bus all that night. And um, wasn't wasn't our best game by, by any means, but they had a lot to do with that. Kelsey Drake had 17 and four rebounds. Kate Strato had nine. Ainsley won with three. And that'll take us to Cascade on Saturday, if I remember right. And that was rescheduled to Saturday, if I remember right. Uh, the game was scheduled for Saturday, and there was no. They moved it to Monday. Um, so we, we had a game on the road Monday night um, against another ranked team. I think, believe they're. 10th or 12th, um, you know, another, another very good opponent, um, another tough place to play, different setting down on that hole at, at Cascade, um, they're a very balanced team, we got down 14 nothing to start the game, um, then we fought back, it's kind of to a two-point game at halftime, and, you know, I was part of our girls with, they didn't fold up shop, they continued to play hard, and, you know, I had chances throughout the course of the game. Uh, unfortunately, they just uh, they were just tough down the stretch and were able to put it put it away at the end. But we fought the entire game and, and we were right in it right till the end. So uh, very pleased with their effort that night. Um, and you know, coming off back to back ranked teams uh, on the road uh, Monday night, long bus ride. I was, was pleased with how we played. Alyssa Lux, a sophomore, she's had some big games. She got you guys for twenty six. Kelsey Drake with 12, Ella Caffrey with 11, Drake had a double-double, and Ella had 8. Peyton with 5 rebounds, Mallory Lang with 9, and she had a pretty good shooting night from the perimeter, 3 of 6 from 3-point lines. Yeah, you know, Mallory's done a nice job these last couple of weeks here of you know, uh, hitting some shots for us. She plays excellent defense. Um, you know, just you know, coming in her own here. Um, doing some good things for us at both ends of the floor. And like you said, Kelsey is just, you know, very consistent for us, does a nice job. 
better who we're playing. She, uh, she can, she makes good passes. She rebounds. She, she shoots well. So, uh, this is an all around good basketball player. I think it's our last game here. You guys played Mid Prairie Tuesday night this past Tuesday, and you guys got your second victory over the Golden Hawks, 43-38, and sweep the season series over Mid Prairie. Yeah, I mean, Mid Prairie is a, a very nice basketball team. They have three really good basketball players on that on that team, and um, you know, it's, it's, that's never an easy game. No matter who's playing them, they're they're. They're going to give you a battle night in and night out. And you know, for us to get two wins against them this year, I'm very pleased with that as our team. Um, I thought, you know, once again, we got down 10 to nothing. Um, so it was a close start when we fought back, uh, down two at halftime. And then I thought we really played a very good third quarter to take a four or five point lead at the end of the quarter. And then from there, we um, proceeded to let them go on a 12 0 run to start the. The fourth quarter, get behind, and then fight back to, to get a victory. And I thought uh, um, we made some nice adjustments, uh, did some nice things defensively to to get uh, to get the win there. Um, Coach Hendricks suggested a triangle on two on their top two players, and uh, we, we sprung that on the girls, and they did a really nice job running that for the first time they've ever done it. And uh, I really think that that was a, a big key for us. To, that we disrupted their their offensive set and were able to climb back into the game and get the victory. You know, the stat of the game for me is Kaylin Hosteller. I think she had two points, and she's had some really big games. She's a senior, and she's 6'2", I think, 6'1", 6'2". And when you add Newman on the high post or give or take, she has a little bit of mobility. She finished with 16. Maya Luger is a good shooter. She's another girl you're talking about, 13 points. And, uh, you know, you take one of the three away, that's really good. And the one you took away, I'm – I'm pretty impressed with because I've seen her have some big games. Yeah, I thought, you know, Ella Caffrey did a nice job on her uh, defensively as well as uh, um, uh, Grace Madlock came in and gave us some valuable minutes as well on the boards. And I thought that, you know, we got her in some foul trouble. Uh, we did a nice job of our game plan of going at them, being strong with the basketball and not being afraid to go into the middle and bang around a little bit. Um, our girls got, got them in foul trouble a little bit and that was key for us to, to get her out of the game and and to let our, our big girls then be able to score inside. And I thought Ella really stepped up last night. And, you know, especially down the stress there, she scored a lot of points for us in the fourth quarter to, to propel us back to the lead and, and get the victory. Um, like I said, we had some key shots. We played very good defense down the stretch. And I, I was very pleased with how we rebounded last night going against a bigger a physical team like that. And I thought our girls got in and mixed it up nicely. Ella finished with 17, Kelsey with 12, Mallory Lang with 7. You guys have won the last three against Golden Hawks, six out of the last seven against Mid Prairie, and that is all we have. Ten win season again for the Beavers, and I know that's um, you want to collect more. You have some more games coming, but you know you have to hit ten before you can hit eleven. Yeah, I mean, obviously we. we... Had six regular season wins last year, picked up a seventh with the postseason. So, so to get to ten, obviously, that's a, that's a huge step for us. You know, like you said, this conference has, has a lot of good basketball teams in it. Not, not like you can show up any night and expect a victory because every night you're going to get somebody's best. And there's a lot of, I mean, there's four, five ranked teams in our conference. Um, and some of those you have to play twice. So it's never, you know, never an easy game. And, very proud of our girls to pick up 10 wins on the year, and hopefully, you know, they're going to be hungry for some more here as we, you know, we got four guaranteed games left, and hopefully we can extend that a little bit. 
Yeah, and some of these teams, I kind of think your schedule progresses. It goes from, you know, you have Tipton, Regina, and then state-ranked West Liberty. And am I nuts for thinking that? No, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, on paper, that's how it goes. But, you know, Tipton's been playing very good basketball. They're, I mean, they've been giving everybody battles. Um, they play very good defense. They're, they're very well coached. Um, you know, Regina, coming off quarantine, they've played a lot of games down the stretch here. You know, they're, they're playing good basketball as well, and you know, West Liberty is, is a very good team. So, you know, we got three tough games down the stretch, and then heading down in the tournament time. So, hopefully, we'll, you know, get stay healthy and, and continue to play well. Coach, we'll talk about some of these games next week. We'll take a look at the postseason. Good luck. Go again. All right. Thank you. The Coach Corner Podcast. We're catching up with Tipton Boys basketball coach Brad Buckwald. Coach, how are you doing? Good, good. We are at the end of the regular season. Last night we uh, played Comanche and wrapped that part of the schedule up. We look ahead to Monday for the first round district game at home against Bellevue. So that's some exciting things to talk about. How's it going? Good, yeah. You know, like I said, we, we finished up our regular season last night. Um, you know, home loss to a very good Comanche team. Um, so, you know, hopefully we got to get the boys, you know, mentally right and, and headed in the right direction as we prepare for, for the start of districts on Monday. You know, anytime you go into a last game of the season, or of, the, of a regular season, knowing you saw a postseason, you know, you, you don't want to take steps backwards. And, you know, I would argue that we took step forwards, even though we lost to Comanche 65-43. Yeah, you know, as, as you, you know, as I woke up this morning, I, you know, went back and kind of replayed it in my head a little bit. I've yet to go back and watch the film, but uh, that that'll be coming. And and you know, even with our our game Tuesday against Anamosa, you know, another very good squad up there out of the RBC North. Um, you know, that beat us, you know, handily for you know lack of better terms. Um, you know, I think we did come come ahead forward in that, took steps forward, like you said, um, in terms of. You know, they were both teams that wanted to get up and down the floor, um, play a faster pace, play a much more physical game than, than what we're used to playing, I would say. And, you know, our, our guys had to take a, a little learning to get used to it, you know, for a, a quarter or two quarters, but then, you know, finished strong in, in the second half of both of those games and, and really played well in, in both of the second halves. It's uh, It's amazing that we're sitting at the end of the season, Coach. You know, we have had... Um, you know, they didn't think we were going to have a season in a way, and here you guys are sitting with 20 games of the 21 in, and, you know, remarkable is kind of an understated word here. Yeah, um, you know, just just blessed to be able to play, you know, 20 of our, our 21 regular season games, and, you know, as I look at the, the conference standings here this morning, you know, it seems like, Quite a few teams got 21 games in, and, you know, everyone's got at least 17 in played right now. So, you know, I think as a conference as a whole, you know, that's that speaks volumes to, you know, what everyone's been willing to do in terms of adjusting schedules as needed, you know, when when problems arise and, and still want to just, just get games in for these kids. 
we're going to go into the postseason. Uh, we've lost three straight. Um, unfortunately, they all were at home. But the good news is we play at home again. We go Monday against Bellevue, a team that we beat on January 9th, 50-44. to 44. And I kind of, in retrospect, you know, I, I uh, look back and I'm like, you know, I know we wanted to win games. I, I, I know for a fact we wanted to win games. Um, but looking back now, you know, we picked up so much from each game that I don't know if we would have picked up if we didn't go into that with the right mindset. You know, we, you know, we, we have a sub 500 record. Kids know that they see that, um, you know, you still have some excitement, people coming to practice and things like that. And that's tough. And to me, that speaks of the kids wanting to keep playing basketball. They're not ready to pack this season in. No, no, they're not. You know, and, and you think nowadays, you know, with, you know, varsity bound, online stats and huddle with, you know, the, the video, game video and things like that, um, you know, it's it's at their fingertips. You know, they can see the stats. They can they can watch other teams play and, and other, other schools around the conference. They can see their games and things like that. And, you know, basketball is, you know, just right there in front of them. You know, when you and I were in school, you know, the only way we knew the stats was to open the tip to conservative and say, well, you know, I wonder what's going on in, in the conference today, you know, and, and see what stats were like. And so back then, you know, we're, the only thing we knew what to do was just to go to practice. But, you know, to see those stats and see those numbers in front of them basically every day, you know, like you said, it, it speaks volumes to these kids and the types of attitudes that they brought in this season. Um, and just not wanting to give up, you know, and we talked to the boys last night after the game, you know, we got down big, you know, we, we put a goose egg up on the scoreboard in the second quarter, and, you know, we could have rolled over and said, you know, we're done with this, but, you know, this team just, you know, for some reason, they they don't like to give up, you know, and that's one of their, the best traits that I absolutely love about them is, is they don't have a quit to them, you know, they're going to keep coming, and, and they're going to keep battling, you know, whether we win or lose, you know, yeah, we'd like to win more games, but um, win or lose, I mean, they just keep coming, you know, all the way until that final final buzzer, and you know that's yeah speaks a lot to to these kids and not wanting to give up yet. Against Wilton, Bob Ryan Les with eighteen, Caden Schmidt with seven, Caden Rezac with six. Against Anamosa, Cole Searing led us with eight, Caden Rezac with six, Bob Ryan with six. Last night, Coach, um, I couldn't be more happy or proud of a Tipton Tiger basketball team than last night. You know, we we talked on the post game of the Tiger Cast about how you know that second half, you guys outscored them thirty. Five to thirty, and you know, like you said, you know, if if we get, I don't know, anywhere from eight to ten points, you know, in the second quarter, yeah. and that's not a critical statement. I'm sorry if it comes off that way to the listeners. You know, then I mean, it's it just underscores how close we were in that game, in a game that you know, outside of our our locker room, you know, maybe outside of our fan base, you know, people didn't give us a shot, you know. And, you know, the, the fight that the guys kept going and just, you know, the relentless, uh, um, it's like they drew a line and said, screw you, we're tipped and we're going to fight. And, you know, I, I'm looking forward to Monday to see, you know, they, uh, we, played, we, we played Comanche basketball against Comanche in a way. Yep. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, second half, you know, pulled the same thing, you know, you know probably the way that they, they just kept coming. And, you know, they didn't, they didn't stop fighting, um, you know, because it, it could be easy, you know, for a team to just say, you know, pack it in, you know, down 35 to 8 at half and say, you know what, you know, we're done, you know, we don't want any part of it.
you know, do we make enough shots? Some games, no, you know, but it's not like we're not trying to get good shots, and we had some good looks there in the second quarter. You know, they just didn't fall. Um, the turnover bug kind of crept up and, and nipped us there in the second quarter, too, a little bit at times, and, and that's something that, you know, we haven't had too many issues with here down the stretch um, is turning the ball over, you know, just willingly or handily and, and things like that. So, you know, we, we'll keep working here, and, and we got a couple good practices hopefully coming up here as we get ready for, for Bellevue on Monday. One of the things I think um, another thing I would have mentioned before we move on to Bellevue is, you know, we got the free throw line five times, and there was – Shoot, there's not enough hands of how many times I and Jamie and I were like uh, foul, travel, double dribble. <laughs> I mean, it rattled us a little bit, but it didn't rattle the guys. I didn't see a complaining attitude. I didn't see a, a questioning of the ref. I didn't see that. And, you know, I see that sometimes in teams. I'm not saying that's why pointing the fingers at us, but, you know, you see that in teams. Like you see it in teams, you know. It's it's natural to just go after the low-hanging fruit and fall into that woe-is-me mindset. But you guys rose above that last night. And despite the score, you guys played on. And I think that's that's really, really special. Yeah, you know, that's, that shows the growth in the kids, um, you know, as much as anything else, you know, in terms of uh, what we're trying to do here um, with our program and, and just try and move past it and be mentally tough on the floor at all times and, and try and kind of instill that next play mentality with them. Um, so, yeah, you know, proud of, the, proud of the way they were able to fight through some of that. You know, like we said, we knew going in, you know, we talked about a pregame that, you know, we knew Comanche was going to come in and, and try and play a little bit more pressure basketball. Um, it ended up being a little bit more physical than what um, we're used to seeing probably. And, you know, we just said, you know, we just got to make sure that, a, expect it, and then play the same way. And, you know, in the second half, we were able to do that. You know, it's one of those things where, um, you know, now it's like hurry up and wait. Last night we were like, let's get up this morning and play again. You know, it's like, um, let's go. And um, that's probably going to be a tricky balance here. But you guys do get a practice today. Um, and then, you know, you'll be prepped for Bellevue. Bellevue uh, lost us on our home floor. Uh, we got out to a good start, 15-7 to 7 after the first, 25-14 at halftime. You know, and then the second half was kind of a close game. And, you know, rebounding, it came out of uh, – they, they they rebounded pretty well that night. But, you know, the scoring there, Colby Severing had 17, Nick Deppie had 11, and they only had two double-digit scores in that game. Uh, yeah, um, Colby Severing, uh, junior – Junior for them, uh, junior guard kind of a little bit does a little bit of everything for them. Scores, rebounds. You know, he he's an assist guy as well for them. Um, he's definitely a you know he's their top steal guy defender wise. Um, quick lefty, uh, very smooth shooter. So um, I know the first time we played, he was you know he was on our radar and he'll definitely be on our radar again, um, being one of the top scorers in the RVC. You know, and then Nick Deppy too. Um, you talked about you touched on rebounding there, and and he came in the second half. I remember. Um, in our first game, and he just he just killed us on the offensive glass. You know, he probably had, um, you know, looking back or thinking back on it, you know, that's over a month now. He probably had ten offensive rebounds by himself, you know, which helped lead him to get his points and then get some points for some teammates as well. You know, as they crept back into that game and made that a little bit closer than what we wanted it to be. 
you know, they're coming in, they've lost their last five games. I mean, they're not coming in hot, but, you know, they also look at this game as opportunity. And sometimes I kind of think, you know, like, again, you know, Jamie and I were like, you know, if we could treat last night like as a, as a tournament game, which I think we did, you know, same with this, you know, it's like who wants to keep playing basketball? Who wants to play our state-ranked team? Who, you know, who wants that opportunity? And, you know, I like I like our guys' chances to be those guys to say, hey, we want to play a state-ranked team, you know? Definitely. I think we're, you know, I think we're going to have the, the mentality coming in, playing on our home floor, um, you know, finishing, you know, for our seniors, for our four seniors getting to play their final game, you know, in districts on their home floor and having the right attitude and, you know, coming off of this thing, you know, our guys have been really good, you know, both us and Bellevue finished three and seven in our last 10 games. And like you said, they've lost five in a row. You know, we've lost a few here down the stretch as well. And, you know, I, I like our chances in terms of coming in with the right mentality and, and getting into practice today and, and just ready to just keep going. And, and, you know, as we get into district play, you know, now it's, now it's old survive in advance, you know, when and when you get keep going. And, you know, we want, you know, we want a third shot at, at West Branch, you know, going to play at their place again. You know, that's going to be a, a difficult game, you know, obviously uh, as a second-round matchup, you know, against a state-ranked team, you know, as good as they are. But it's one that, you know, that's a challenge that we want, you know, as a program to say, okay, you know, this is where we want to get to. And if we're going to make improvements and strides in the program, um, you know, that's a, that's a game that we want to have. Coach, thanks for coming on the podcast this morning. Good luck next week. We'll catch up uh, sometime. Good luck. Go get them. All right. Thanks, Ryan. Go Tigers. Everything, everything else, all the dual meets, and 
tournaments are kind of, you know, lead up to to get us there to help prepare us, you know, for that day. Um, and, and, yeah, it's disappointing when, when you, uh, you know, maybe got a guy that you think's got a chance to, to get through and, and comes up a little bit short. But, you know, we also had some kids that, uh, that didn't make it through that wrestled really well on Saturday. So, you know, um, yeah, in the end, that's, that's the main thing. You know, yeah, you, you want to get through, but... But the main thing is, is just wrestling your best on, on that day. And, and we had some guys that I, I felt like did that. Uh, they wrestled their best on Saturday, but it, it you know, just wasn't quite enough. But they can, they can feel good in the fact that, you know, they've improved tremendously throughout the season. They've, they've been working hard, and, and they have nothing to, you know, feel bad about or, you know, that they didn't go out and compete hard or anything like that. They, they, you know, they left it on the mat and they gave it all they had. And, and sometimes that's all you can do. Yeah, you know, you're not just coaching for this year. You know, here you're paying yourself forward in a way. And you know, whether you have one win or 35 or 37 wins, you know, there's all kinds of stuff in between. You know, before you go in too far. I want to give a, a tip of the hat, hats off. Uh, congratulations to you and the guys for getting this far. You know, I mean, you guys in this pandemic world, you know, you guys, you guys got there. You guys wrestled sectionals, and you know, you didn't have uh, a crazy long period of, of COVID go through. Um, you know, you had some issues, but you didn't have a season derailed by that. And, you know, this time of year, there's always a scare and everyone is like, well, if you get it, then you can't go to the postseason. And, you know, we've kind of turned a corner in a sense where things feel more normal, but, you know, the world still goes on and pandemic's still going on too. Yeah, definitely. I, you know, I know uh, I heard several people, uh, coaches, uh, I heard an official, um, Say the, say, say the same thing on Saturday that, you know, hey, here we are at sectionals. I didn't, I didn't think we'd get here kind of thing, you know, that that uh, when the season started, wasn't, weren't quite sure if, if we'd be able to get to this point. And I think it's a testament to, you know, all the coaches and wrestlers out there that are, you know, doing the, doing the right things to try to stay safe and as much as possible as you can in, in a sport that's... Uh, you know, have as much physical contact as, as the sport of wrestling, and and yet, uh, you know, here we are. And like you said, you know, we've had a few bumps in, on the way, and but uh, you know, overall, uh, really nothing that's like you said de- derailed us um, for any length of time. And and so, yeah, I mean, I guess we got to be happy and thankful. There's quite a few states uh, around us that, that aren't wrestling or having any sports uh, for that matter, you know, so the fact that we're able to continue and have been able to have, a, have, have had a wrestling season at all, I, I think is, uh, you know, something we, we should all be thankful for and, and uh, you know, be, be, I guess, like thankful for, for what we've been able to do and, and the opportunity to go forward here still. Let's start in. Some of these guys uh, um, had two, uh, fourth place finisher, Michael Puffer at 106. He finished his year 22 and 20. Wyatt Lashman and Colin Nash each 
placed fifth at 132-138. Both had double-digit wins this year as uh, first-time guys going to uh, those weight classes. And, you know, those guys have experience that you can't get. This, I mean, you can get in the, in the practice room, you know, but, I mean, you have all those guys with over 30 matches, most of them pushing 40 matches. I'm, I'm sorry, I misspoke. They all have at least 40 40. Uh, decisions of one way or the other. I mean, that's pretty good too. Yeah, and, and like you said, that that experience is is invaluable. You know, those guys you mentioned there, Michael's a freshman, and and uh, Wyatt and, and Colin are, are juniors, and um, you know, put getting the, getting the full season in and in the varsity lineup um, is going to be. You know, valuable for them going forward and for us as a team coming back next year um, just having them been through a whole season and, and been to those tournaments and those meets and been in some big matches against some you know tough competitors and, and that, that's going to definitely help them you know coming back next season and we're certainly, certainly proud of the effort that those guys have put in um, you know all three of those guys that you mentioned have improved tremendously this season um, worked really hard, and you know I've gotten better. And, and like I said uh, before, you know sometimes you can wrestle really well, and, and it's still not enough. And and you know you don't move on. But uh, we're really happy with those guys. We'll catch up here in a second. We're going to go back to the broadcast. We'll catch you again at halftime of the boys' game tonight. here. You know, Niall Shutt won the 255, excuse me, not 255, probably wishes 255, 285-pound class. Um, had a bye, got their fastest pin in uh, that weight class, 44 seconds uh, over his opponent in the semifinals. In the finals, he uh, uh, needed 12 seconds into the second period to get the pin over Nash Altman, uh, not Nash, I'm sorry, um, Cole Miller from DeWitt, and, you know, I think we got a shot in the million there in the, in the, in the paper this week. He, uh, you know, that's that in essence to me is sectionals. You know, when you when you can celebrate and just you know you just I don't know. It's like look what I not 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 cocky or anything, but it's like look what I did. You know, and I, I don't know. It just captured everything we wanted. In that oh, I definitely agree. Uh, you know, Niles is Niles a guy that. Uh you know, you don't see get real excited too often, uh, you know, after a win. Um, he he kind of just, uh, you know, goes out and goes about his business and, and wrestles hard and, you know, competes really hard, but you don't see him uh, get too excited. But that was a big match. Uh, that, that was a, a wrestler from DeWitt that, uh, you know, has been in the rankings all season long. He uh, um, was a state qualifier last year, um, which is why he was, you know, seated ahead of us. But he also hadn't wrestled very many matches this year. Um, I think some injuries and, and uh, weight issues getting down to weight um, has, has kept him out of the lineup a little bit. But uh, like I said, he, he's, a, he's a good wrestler. And, uh, you know, Niall, Niall uh, 
saw an opportunity there uh, at the start of the second period. I, I think it was was a zero zero match, um, and the guy got out of position, and then and, and Niall took advantage of it and, and put him on his back and, and didn't let him off. And, and that's kind of uh, that's important uh, at this part of the season when you get a guy of that caliber and you get him in trouble and, and get him on his back, you put him away, you know. And, and Niall, Niall went for the jugular and and able to do that. So yeah, he had every right to be excited um, and, uh, you know, be, be happy with, with the outcome and, and uh, that's fun to see and that you're right. That's kind of, kind of what sexual wrestling is all about. Tristan Sorgan Fry was the second seed at 113. Uh, buying the quarterfinals, pinned Sam Livermore of Makokita um, under a minute. It's kind of a theme, Coach. You know, it's, uh, I don't know. I like to look through the brackets and see who has the fastest pin or the, the you know, if somebody pins with uh, 559 left or, or whatnot. And, um, you know, 57 seconds uh, uh, pin the semifinals. He uh, lost in the finals to DeWitt's Royce Butt. But, you know, he had criteria over Livermore and he He's off to districts with a 28 and 10 record. Yeah, you know, you talk about getting a fastball, and, you know, this is also, you know, the time of year that if you can put away a guy early, you do it. You know, you don't mess around. Uh, um, sometimes you'll see guys, you know, do a takedown, they'll let the guy go to, to build a lead and kind of thing. And this, this is the time of year if, if you can get a guy on his back, you know, you put him away. And I, I think that was the mindset that Tristan was in. And, you know, that semifinal match, um, you know, Tristan's just been a a worker all year long. Um, it's been a, you know, a huge part of our lineup. Um, just a real consistent uh, wrestler and uh, competitor. And, and um, you know, I'm glad to see that he's moving on and, and uh, well-deserved. And and I'm um, looking forward to, to seeing him wrestle on Saturday. Caleb Miriam, runner-up at 145. He improved to 33-7. and seven. Um, you know, he had a little bit more matches than other two guys. He, uh, um, I'm sorry, he's 30 and 8. Sorry about that. Um, he lost, uh, stay right Derek Kincaid by Tech Fall in the finals. However, he had criteria over the, um, Donovan kid from DeWitt. Um, so, you know, it just underscores the importance that sectionals, you know, if you can get, I mean, get to the finals. You're, you're, you have a better shot, you know, just like this weekend in um, districts, you know, the very first matches will be semifinals, and those are super important, you know. Um, but, you know, Caleb getting onto districts gives us three guys, and, you know, both him and Sorgan Fry both have had tremendous years. You know, it, it's it's not a, it's almost like they're getting the torch passed to them in a way, you know, but at the same time, it's like they're already here, too. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, both those guys were really strong last year for us and, and, and had great seasons. And, but you're right, I think uh, you see it in the practice room, too. You know, Caleb and, and Tristan have kind of, you know, taken on some leadership uh, responsibilities. Uh, you know, even though they're, they're not upper career, they're not seniors, you know. Um, and uh, I think I think that some of that just comes with, uh, you know, their Guys, look to them to what are they doing? What should I be doing? Kind of thing. But then, 
all their last matches of the year. Carson finishes 12 and 19, Peyton 15 and 17, Lake 14 and 18. And I'm sorry, I don't have Brandon's record, but um, he, all those guys, you know, this has been a big senior class, uh, one of the largest, I, I think, in the recent, if, I, if my memory serves right. Yeah, um, we had six seniors this year. Um, well, and then you had Jack Bolt, who got injured. I mean, there's another guy that, you know, would have probably been in the lineup at, at sectionals, too. I forgot about that. Sorry. Definitely, definitely. Um, yeah, it's been, a, it's been a good group of seniors, and, uh, you know, you hate to, you hate to see it. And for those guys, um, they brought a lot to to this program um, over the years, um, you know, and I just look at you know, some of those guys, like you talk about Lake, like, you know, came out for the season, didn't really probably plan on being in the lineup, uh, you know, until Jack got hurt, and then he was kind of, you know, forced into that role uh, to be our varsity guy, and, and he stepped up, and so you got to give, got to give him a lot of credit, he's, He's always there working hard and, like, and you know, still is, uh, you know, at practice. Uh, he's, you know, he's Niles' number one, you know, practice partner. So, um, you know, i got to give him credit. Uh, you know, Charves is a guy that, that uh, for the most part, has been wrestling up the weight um, of the last couple of years, you know. Um, but he's always been willing to do that uh, to help the team. Um, when uh, I think a lot of guys would would say, you know what, I, I you know there's not room in me for me in the lineup. I'm I'm not going to stick this out. But you know he has, and so give that guy a lot of credit. And uh, you know yeah, just that whole group has has been a real real contributors to our to our success the last couple of years. Coach, thanks for coming on the broadcast this morning. Look forward to seeing how districts shape out. Good luck. Go get them. Thanks, Ryan. Thank you for listening to the Coach's Corner podcast. If you have any questions or comments about this program, please email me at conservativesports at gmail.com. Also, follow along with sports coverage in the Tipton Conservative newspaper this fall for North Cedar, Tipton, Wilton, and Durant Athletics. You can follow along on Twitter with the handle at Consports. That's my Twitter account. I also have a Facebook page called Tipton Conservative Sports. Or you can find me on Instagram as well. Thanks for listening. Until next time, we'll see you at the game.